Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the long-awaited sequel of the Thursday Night Podcast. We're back. I'm back from uh, a bit of long-term illness. I had a bit of COVID. Um, yeah, and I really couldn't get out of bed for the last couple of weeks, and uh, I've had some family stuff going on. But I'm joined, as usual, in the booth with the one and only Bradley Lister. How are you, my man? I'm not bad. How are you feeling now, Ryan? All right? Yeah, yeah, I'm a lot better now. Ready to talk about some uh, some long-awaited action. Um in this episode, we're going to be featuring two games from each uh, each game week that we've missed. Obviously, we have missed week 11, 12 and 13 due to obviously illness and, and other issues going on. Uh, but obviously, we will run you down the other we'll run you down the other scores of the game week so you don't miss out if you've been missing out. And uh, obviously, it means I get to skip a Green Bay loss in there. Week 14, we will preview as we normally do in the episode. Um, so strap yourselves in because it's going to be a bit of a longer episode. Uh, we will try and condense what we can. Uh, but we will try and get the main points across. Um, so to jump straight in, we'll jump in with week 11. Um, just to give you a recap, Brad's going to be leading the review on um, on the Cowboys game where they played the Vikings in week 11. Um, and then I watched the highlights for the Lions versus the Giants, so I'll cover that game. And then we've got a couple of other uh, games from each game week selected that we'll be, uh, we'll be looking into uh, to still give you all that coverage. Um, so we'll start off on the Thursday night game. Unfortunately, the Green Bay Packers got beat again. They got beat by Tennessee, 27-17. Um, looked like they were going to hold Derrick Henry to it. Um, and then in the second half, he started to get the better of him. And uh, it allowed Ryan Tannehill to really start throwing the ball. Um, and the offensive issues with Green Bay continued. Christian Watson doing what he can. Uh, but the rest of the team really lacking him. Um, the Bears got beat by the Falcons, 27-24. Uh, which again is another another good performance from Chicago, just still still not getting that that win that they that they have deserved in the last few weeks. Uh, there was a low scoring game between the Panthers and the Ravens. The Ravens won thirteen points to three, uh, which obviously I think we nailed in the prediction anyway. We knew the Ravens were going to win, but I was quite surprised at the scoreline. Um, Bills beating the Browns, which we knew was going to happen as they they came back. I think they got beat in week ten, so they really need to answer it. Uh, not a convincing scoreline, 31-23. Uh, maybe could have been could have been more done in that game from Buffalo, but a, a win's a win. Um, the Commanders carried on their winning streak um, as they beat the Texans 23-10. Um, another prediction we, we both really had nailed down. Um, obviously, the Texans aren't great this season. Uh, really on the decline. Um, Eagles and the Colts, very, very close game. 17-16. Uh, in favour of um, in favour of the Eagles. Um, then we had the Patriots and the Jets. Now we both, I think we both picked different teams in this one, but uh, it really was a close game. Only ten three. Um, so yeah, a very very interesting game. Um, and then we had the Saints beating the Rams, twenty seven twenty. Both of them running very deep negative records, three and seven and four and seven going into that game week. So it was really, really poor. Um, the Lions and the Giants will come into um, as after the game that I'll be previewing from this game week. The Raiders managed to win uh, lovingly because as much as I still like Devante Adams, they actually beat Russell Wilson and the Broncos. Always a positive on this uh, on this podcast. Sorry, Broncos fans, but it's the way it is. Um, then we've got the Cowboys and the Vikings, which we'll come back into because Brad's going to lead the coverage on that game. Um, the Bengals beat the Steelers, uh, despite them having TJ Watt back in, and he seems to be playing really well from what I've seen. Uh, they won 37 points to 30. Um, Chiefs uh, just narrowly beating the Chargers, 30 to 27, um, as they came back, because they'd been in a bit of run of, uh, questionable form. Uh, and then we had the 49ers who beat the Cardinals quite convincingly, 38 points to 10. Uh, with Tampa Bay, Jacksonville Jaguars, the Miami Dolphins and Seattle all sat on bye weeks. Um, so we'll jump straight in. Uh, Brad, the Cowboys and the Vikings, talk us through it. Yeah, so when we were on our predictions, I think you went the Cowboys and I went the Vikings. Um, <laughs> and it, I believed it was going to be a close game because the Vikings at that point were in were in really good form. Obviously, the Cowboys were as well. But I just thought the Vikings were going to edge it. Bloody hell, was I wrong? <laughs> oh, massively, massively. Just uh, just a what was it a field goal in the first quarter? 
Yeah, field goal in the first quarter, and Jeez. then we shut out after that. <laughs> I like it. Like, <laughs> that's that's crazy. Like it's you, Dak Prescott had a fantastic, fantastic game. You know, like the the twenty five attempts passing he had, he completed twenty two of them, two hundred and seventy six yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. Which makes a big difference, obviously not in this game, like, but it, <laughs> when it's closer. But they, they were just, they were just fantastic. Ezekiel Elliott getting, getting some rushing yards, forty-two or fifteen carries. Dak Prescott even got sixteen yards rushing. Um, the defensive line, they were so good. Like, I could, I could list, I could list you fifteen names, and they all got at least two tackles. Wow. And there's a, and, and there was four five sacks in there as well. The sack the sack did five times, man. Um, I'm looking five at times six, Kirk Cousins six, got sacked. Uh, six. Is it six? Yeah, yeah. Jason Kirst got one um on the stats. Micah Pearson's got two. Uh oh, seven? D- yeah, Durant Armstrong got two. Oh yeah, there is two. Uh, Demarcus Lawrence and Dante Fowler also getting sacks. Seven. Seven sacks. It's unbelievable, mate. Unbelievable. That that you don't you don't you don't see that very often to be fair, um, no, you don't. and the, I think the obviously we're we're a few weeks removed from this now, but I think when you look at it in a big game, and obviously the Vikings will go into the playoffs and whatnot. Um, but if I'm looking at when we're when if I'm a Vikings fan now I'm looking at when we're in big games tough games you know, like. 22 minutes of possession. Yeah. That's that's brutal. Yeah, the other, the other thing to mention, considering, like, as you're talking about, like, obviously the Viking fans will be happy that they're going to get the playoffs and stuff, is, yeah. you know, is, you know, you're looking and, like, they're in a really good position to get in the first seed. I mean, obviously you've got Philadelphia being phenomenal. You know, they went eight or nine games unbeaten and, and then they got beat by Washington River. But a game like Dallas, that game is a game that you could look back on and go, that's cost us the first seed. You know, because yeah. they shut the. I mean, they smashed Green Bay. They've smashed other teams in in the season so far, and you're like, wow, these these are these are contenders. But you know that that game could cost them the first seed because they're only one win behind them. If, if they beat Dallas, they're on a level record with with the, with the Eagles. Um. So yeah, it, it's a big one to consider for sure. It's. It, I just thought it, it was really interesting. So if you if you look at look at averages or you look at the statistics, like. Third down efficiency for the Vikings was one out of eleven. Jeez. Like, yeah, one out of eleven. They didn't have any fourth down efficiency. Um, and you just you just look at the penalties were pretty pretty similar, seven to six. Uh, but it really didn't make any difference. Uh, they fumbled it once as well. The Vikings they just had a really bad day at the office. But the Cowboys, I'm not taking away from the Cowboys. The Cowboys were phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. Um, and they just showed that they really are a massive, massive danger for anyone heading into the playoffs. I think, don't get me wrong, there's holes in the Cowboys game, no doubt about it. But like, if you if you play them, and they've got home advantage, you need to bring it and then some. Um, so I think, you know, the Vikings had a bad day, but the, I think the Cowboys just made them look like they were worse than they actually were. Obviously, a field goal. In the first quarter, and then for the other what forty-five minutes, nothing, nothing, yeah, zero. That's that takes that takes some some feet, by the way, to do that. So I think looking at that at the at that point of view, I think that's a massive massive win for the Cowboys and the Vikings needed to bounce back from a humiliation, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, with the, with the home advantage, obviously, no discredit to. Uh, to the Cowboys, as Brad said, but obviously, if you've got a team playing poor, giving you options, it, there's, there's two factors. You've got to turn up and do the job, but if a team's giving you options, if you don't capitalise on them, the game's a lot harder um, than it seems. So, obviously, they've turned up and they've done the job, but then they've also been given the gifts and they've capitalised on that at the same time, which has really opened up the game. But I still I still think the Vikings um, have a point to prove there. They're going to have to come back and, and do a, a solid job, which I'm no doubt uh, will cover as we go through weeks 12 and 13. Um, as we, as I've said, they are still second in the playoff picture, and they're still one win behind behind the Eagles. So, yeah, um, 
yeah, Calbo's just had a solid day. The Elvis didn't they, really. That's all we've got to... Yeah. That's all you can really go at. Um, the game I'm covering is uh, the Detroit Lions versus the Giants. I know the Giants at week 11, I think week 9, or it might have been week 9 or 10, they came back from a bye week. I think it was 9, because they came back the week after. Um, and they came back at home again, probably feeling confident against playing the Lions. Yeah, the, the Lions gave us a good game as well in recent weeks. Uh, I prefer not to speak. Um, but uh, yeah, the, the Detroit Lions got one up on on the on the Giants, uh, and at home the, the Giants have been phenomenal this season all round. Uh, but at home they've been really impressive. Um, so just to go through, I mean, Jared Goff. When I watched the highlights, Jared Goff was trying to get players working, but if if he could if he struggled, the offensive line was being brilliant. If he was being brilliant, the offensive line were were, were struggling. Whether that's down to defensive by the Giants, that, that's a big factor in there because there was, they were defensively solid. It just looked like fatigue. I don't know. There was something missing in the Giants game. Again, a poor day at the office. Um, plenty of rushing yards from Detroit. Uh, Justin Jackson, just nine carries for sixty-six yards. Um, a fantastic performance for him. As I said, when they got going, sometimes the uh, the quarterback really couldn't get it going. Um, and then Jamal Williams as well got sixty-four yards from uh, seventeen carries. So the running game for Detroit seemed quite strong. You know, they're pushing overall probably about 150 yards, uh, which is nearly more than what Jared Goff got. Jared Goff got 165, no touchdowns and uh, and no interceptions for it. Three rushing touchdowns for Jamal Williams, just from 64 yards, which is a fantastic performance, giving him minimal uh, minimal yardage to, to get the real benefit from that. Um. Interesting receiving yards again. You know, seven receptions for Amon Rase Brown, uh, another fantastic name in the NFL. That's another another name I love. Um, he got seventy six yards. Yeah, quality name. Um, he got seventy six yards from seven seven receptions. So he, he tried to do the job. Um, but yeah, again, it, it seemed like the rushing game was a strong point. Um, and the and the Giants stats really you look at it they had the quarterback had a fantastic performance three hundred and forty yards but then the thing that cost they threw a couple of interceptions in there now that hurts you put fourteen points on top of the Giants score they win by a point they get thirty two points they lost by they lost by thirteen points so that really hurt twenty seven completed passes from forty four attempts um. Daniel Jones actually got 28 more rushing yards than Saquon Barkley. And Saquon Barkley carried the ball eight times more and only got 15 carries, 22 yards gained. Averaging a yard and a half every time he got the ball. Really, really poor. But it was a really good defensive performance from from Detroit. They really seemed to have it hooked up. I think they were really focusing through that main first half going into uh, into the second half. Uh, end of the first, probably about halfway through the third, they really had to come back and shut down. Uh, and they were, that's when they were trying to change it up. They really did try and change it up, but it, it, it was a bit bit too late. Um, yeah. Great passing yardage from from um, from from the Giants. Hundred pass, hundred yards for for Wandale Robinson. Darius Slayton, Darius Slayton, eighty six yards. They only had fourteen receptions between them. They put nearly two hundred yards on the board. Um, Richie James had just three receptions and got nearly 50 yards and got a touchdown for the Giants. So it was a good performance from him. Um, but yeah, to break it down into other stats, obviously no interceptions from Jared Goff. Uh, no sacks allowed by Detroit as well. Um, so as I said, defensively, and with those offensive linemen and offensive tackles mixed in there, they really seemed to have it sorted. They were really, uh, really denying any pressure being allowed. Just three minutes, well, two and a half minutes in difference in possession. So, again, close game. Both teams had ball, both teams had chance. 46, uh, 38% third down efficiency in favour of Detroit. So, again, you know, in key aspects of the game, it was key. Uh, it was close. Um, but, yeah, just the Giants just couldn't get it done. And I think the interceptions really did hurt. They really, it really did hurt the, uh, the Giants in that one. So yeah, yeah. There's, there's not there's not really much else to cover. Um, just the Giants just didn't really seem to have an answer for a solid defensive game from Detroit. Um, yeah, Jared Goff didn't really shine for me in that one. He looked he looked sloppy. He looked a bit indecisive. And then once he had an idea, it didn't really work. He looked like the offense. The, there was there was miscommunication in there. But with the Giants not having an answer to the defensive game, 
they've basically got to got to win. Um, and as I echoed it, no points scored in the second and third quarter by the Giants. Didn't really have much of an answer. Uh, but as I said, in the fourth they got twelve points. But you know, going going into the going into the last quarter, they were twenty four six down. So yeah, big points, big big points missed, unanswered points. Um, and Detroit got fourteen points in the second and seven in the third. Twenty one points scored in the middle of the game. So yeah. It's it is an interesting one, but uh, I still think the Giants look really good. I still think the fans would take uh, take a seven and three record going in after week eleven. Well, yeah, after week eleven, a seven three record. Still, still looking good for the playoffs, though, Brad. I think. Yeah, be, be an interesting interesting one for New York fans. I think going forward. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but moving into um, into week twelve. So Brad's going to be covering um, the Jaguars game, uh, as we know he's, he's a big Saxonville fan. But um, uh-huh. um, they played the Ravens, um, and I'll be covering uh, the Kansas City Chiefs as they played the Rams. Uh, but obviously, it run you down Thursday night football. Detroit really looked like they'd come out strong. They nearly took a, took a win against Buffalo there, uh, but narrowly lost twenty eight twenty five as Buffalo carried on doing what they do. The Cowboys beat the Giants, and the Giants lost back-to-back games, uh, moving to 7-4. Cowboys 8-3, 28-20 in favour of Dallas. The Vikings bounced back. They beat the Patriots 33-26. The Panthers beat the Broncos. Again, way loving on the channel. The Broncos (laughs) getting beat. They got beat by Carolina, and me and and Brad have been hoping that the the Panthers would do well, and and they seem to have got another win on the board. Back-to-back positives on, on week 12, as the Bucks got beat as well by Cleveland. Get in there. Love that. We love it. Um, yeah, the Jags game we'll go into. Uh, the Dolphins beat the Texans. Yeah, kind of knew that was going to happen. Um, the Jets really, really bounced back from getting beat by the Patriots. Um, a really convincing win over the, over the Chicago Bears. 31 points to 10. Um, close game between the Bengals and the Titans two teams that looked really good at the end of last season um, uh, and have been questionable at times this season it was a re- it looked like a really good game from the highlight reel um, 20 points to 16 they're both on 7 and 4 records uh, Washington again doing what they do best uh, this season winning games they won 19-13 over Atlanta uh, to push them up to seven and five, they're looking really strong for a, for a playoff spot if they can get in, if they keep the form up. Um, a one point game between the Chargers and the Cardinals, with the Chargers winning twenty five to twenty four. Um, and then we had the Raiders, who went back to back wins. Unfortunately, it was at the hands of uh, of the Seahawks, who came back from their bye week. Uh, they won th- forty to thirty four. Big one, really, really big one. That one. Um, high scoring game. We're gonna go back and watch again from week twelve. Go back and watch that one. Um, the Chiefs and the Rams again. As I said, we'll we'll come into because I'll lead the insight into that one. Um, there was a shutout in week twelve, though, Brad. The Forty ers shut out the Saints thirteen to zero. We did get a shutout week. We, we did get a shutout. Didn't week. expect that one. No, I didn't. I, I thought that the the Saints might have got a point in a point at least a field goal or something because they looked okay. Um, uh, I don't really want to talk about this one, but um, yeah, the Eagles beat the Packers. Uh, I actually watched the game late because I was up ill, um, uh, and I was coughing me good trying to watch it. I got most of the first half. Uh, it looked fairly close, but then yeah, just dropped off. And that allowed the Eagles just to get that extra margin as the Packers could have won that game. I think they'd be quite sore that they didn't. Um, and then the Steelers, again, looking good with TJ Watt back in the fold. They moved to 4-7 and seven as they beat Indianapolis uh, on Monday Night Football 24-17. Um, so we'll jump in. Uh, Chiefs and the Rams. I'll leave the coverage on this one. Obviously, Brad's going to be covering the Jags, um, as we've said. So, I mean, the, the Kansas City Chiefs won 26-10 um, over the Rams. The, the Rams have been really poor all season. After week 12, they've, o- they've only won three games. 
And bear in mind, this is a team that won the Super Bowl. They didn't really have many changes. They had a couple of retirements. Um, and obviously, Odell's left. Um, but, I mean, they've still got Cooper Cup, but obviously he's injured at the moment as well. So that's going to hurt them. Um, and and it, really, it really shows when you look at their receiving yards and you look at their rushing yards. Really, really poor. I think is is Matt. I think Matt Stafford's out as well, isn't he? Um, yeah. If I remember right, yeah, I'm sure I remember reading he was out. So they used. I'm just looking here. Yeah. Bryce Perkins. He completed 13 out of 23 passes. He got 100 yards. He got a touchdown, two interceptions. Um, but he also rushed for 44 yards, averaging five yards a carry. Uh, but as I say, you look at the rushing yards: 44, 37, 35. So what's that? That's just over, uh, just short of 120 yards on the rush, uh, more than the passing yards. And then this way, it gets really bad when you look at the Rams. Um, 29 yards was the highest amount of uh, of receiving yards for Van Jefferson. Really, really poor. And when you look at the stats, guys, if you were to go and have a look at it yourselves, you you, you would generally wonder how how the how they even got ten points. Because I went back and watched the highlights, and they just they just looked awful. And I mean, they looked really awful. I'm sorry if you're a Rams fan, obviously, yeah, and and I quite like the Rams, and I'm sure Brad, obviously, you know, he's spent plenty of time watching the Rams play as well. But yeah, absolutely shocking. Um, and, and to be fair, and the Chiefs weren't really that good. They just really had, you know, an easy game. It wasn't so much as the Rams having a bad day at the office. The Rams have been having a bad day at the office since probably about week three. Really poor. And the Chiefs the Chiefs didn't really kick full gear. Again, Patrick Mahomes, 320 yards. He threw an interception, but he only got one touchdown. Um, Asaya Pacheco came in. Uh, he got one touchdown from 69 yards after 22 carries. Mahomes got 36 yards himself on the rush. And then not a lot of, I mean, a lot of passing yards, but spread out over, what, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 different receivers all caught the ball in that game. So they were just spraying it about, probably using it more as a practice session after the second half, being honest. Uh, Travis Kelsey was the highest with 50, 57 yards. So, yeah, it was. It was. There was only the two touchdowns. Uh, there was plenty of field goals in there, though. Um as, uh, as Harrison Booker got four field goals in that game. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, oh. yeah, four field goals just... There was the, the, the times the Rams looked good was, was really like when they were like really in panic mode. If they'd been good before that, it wouldn't have even happened. You know, because the, the Chiefs weren't kicking into full gear. They looked like they were a bit sluggish. Um, a fumble loss for Kansas. Um, you know, um, sacks allowed. They didn't allow any... But then LA three sacks allowed, and they were trying to play more, you know, more of a running game, and they're allowing sacks like, you know, five minutes difference on the ball, so there's not really a great difference there. Um, but five penalties for LA, um, and obviously with the sacks, the two interceptions, you know, it it really it really hurt them into that game. There's not really much to go into, just yeah, the Chiefs obviously need to step it up if they want to keep pushing where they are because they've had a few. Um, shock defeats. One's going to be coming up. We're going to be mentioned probably in the next uh, in the next game week when we go over thirteen. We'll highlight that one. Uh, but yeah, the the Rams have got to be. That's going to be one of the worst seasons for a Super Bowl winning team I've seen in a long time. Really, really poor. I don't know what's changed, Ryan. Like in a serious note, obviously, when the Jeff, like when you look at it, I know they've had a few retirements and that the, they've got a few injuries, but. Let's be honest. Before the injuries came, the form was the same. Like, what's what's actually changed in LA? Because when you look at it from the outside looking in, from like us, we cover it. We do the podcast, so you cannot you can't go like massively in depth with every single team. Yeah. But I genuinely don't know what Sean McVay has changed. I couldn't even tell you. Like, but they are so bad in every area. Like. I don't, I don't know what the answer is, but no. it's. I'd be, I'd be really frustrated if I was an LA fan, because you've won the Super Bowl and now you look horrific. Like, where's the, where's the middle ground? I mean, yeah, you look at it right after this game week. Their record is on par with Houston, near enough. Cool. I think they're, I think they're a one-win difference in favour of the Rams. 
That's how bad the season is. Yeah. And all we've done this season is slag off the Texans, really, saying how poor they are. Because they are poor. Yeah. But the Rams are no different. But they've got a Super Bowl winning roster on their yeah. lineup. For me, for me I, I've said this all season, Matt Stafford is not the quarterback for the Rams. I said this last season when we weren't doing the podcast, when I watched it with yourself and I watched it with our yeah. other friends. Uh, and I, I said it in London, I said, I said it to the fans we met, I said he's not the quarterback for them. They need a really big quarterback to come in. Because Matt Stafford's leadership isn't great. And if you look at it, there was that many personalities. Cooper Cup and Odell Beckham were really running the show for them last season. It wasn't really Matt Stafford's organisation. It was a lot of Sean McVay, an offensive coordinator. They need a quarterback that's going to carry out what's being told and what's being worked on. And I don't think Matt Stafford's the one who's doing it for them. But apart from that, I can't see much of a, of a difference. I really can't. The, the roster's pretty much the same. They didn't have a relatively bad draft. And yeah, and as you said before, the injuries, you know, it, it, it doesn't change. People can't say, oh, well, they've had a lot of injuries. It makes no difference. They're still shocking. So it's yeah, it, yeah it, it's a strange one in LA. It really is. It really is. Because, I mean, with some of the teams around them being poor, like you look at some of the teams they normally play in the playoffs, like, you know, Green Bay being poor, Tampa Bay being poor, uh, Kansas City at the start of the season weren't overly great. They really could have came out with it, and if they played well, they could have really been right back up there. Uh, and they're not. And, and obviously with the 49ers, you know, Obviously, it took Garoppolo a couple of games. Yeah, they won a couple of early games, but they really struggled for probably five, a good five weeks in there. You know, they could have capitalised on that as well, and and they haven't. And the Chargers haven't been great, so the teams around them haven't been great. But they're just nah. I, I don't know. I don't know, Brad. I really don't. I really don't. I really, really don't. It's a strange one. Um, but we'll move on because I know Brad's going to be itching to talk about this one. The Jags won a game. They won their fourth of the season. Um, they beat Baltimore. If I, yeah, they did. They beat Baltimore Ravens by a point. Take us away, Brad. Let us know what's going on. It was crazy. The game, like the game was, it was absolutely mad. Like, it was, <clears throat> it was pretty, it was pretty close um, throughout the whole game. Really, the Jags got shut out in the first and the third quarter. Um, so in the second and the fourth, they were just. Like, yeah, let's go. So, yardage, it was not too dissimilar. Total yards, 332 for the Jags, 415 for the Ravens. So, passing yards, 294 for the Jags, 253 for the Ravens. Rushing yards, a bit embarrassing, 38 for the Jags, 162 for the Ravens. And the yards per play, 6.1 for Ravens and 5.4 respectively, for the Jags. Yeah, it was... <clears throat> I only watched the highlights of this game, but I was pleased, obviously, when I watched the highlights. Um, and it was it was fantastic. And we've... Well, not we, me. Um, been quite critical about Trevor Lawrence. What's he doing? Where's he, where's he going to go? And I know he's a young quarterback. Um, I would just say it's his coming out party, Ryan. Just yeah. have it. Like, he was, <laughs> he was so good. Like twenty nine out of thirty seven passes caught, three hundred and twenty one yards, three touchdowns, zero interceptions, and the one that mattered is when there were seven points behind, with less than two minutes to go. Trevor Lawrence straight to Marvin Jones, touchdown. They needed one point to take it to overtime. And the cheeky fuckers went for a two-point conversion and won the game. Can't go wrong, can you? You can't go wrong with a cheeky two-pointer. So, th- for me, when I looked at the highlights, I thought, you know, backs were against the wall for two out of the four quarters. But in the NFL, if you stay close in the game, anyone could beat anyone on any given day. So the ja- the Jags, right? And and you'll 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 say the same. Like this season. There's been games where you think, how have they lost that? Like, and this game was showed that they've still got something, you know, that they can offer the better teams in the league a game. And the Ravens were probably thinking, oh, the Jags' record isn't great, 
you know, they've only won three games before this one um, and tasted defeat seven times or whatever. And they, they're there for the taking and we want to get our record so we can get, you know, a higher seed and stuff. So I think looking at it, the Ravens maybe took their eye off the ball a little bit in the game as well, considering they shut them out for two out of the four quarters, as I said before. But a massive, a massive W for Trevor Lawrence and the boys. And, Absolutely. yeah, we move on. Yeah, I think the last keynote to add on that is, yeah, they did shut them out. But then, like, you look at the middle of the game, right, you're thinking, right, we're shutting them out, we're doing okay. In the second quarter, yeah, the Jags got 10 points. But when you're shutting a team out in, like, and they shut them out in the third quarter, you think, right, we're shutting them out, they're not doing anything, we've got a really good chance. Just three points for the Ravens, just three. They're not take, they didn't take yeah. advantage of the opportunity that was given. Your defence is working well, but the offence just, yeah, not there. Yeah. At the key points in the game, and obviously they're allowing a two-point conversion. <laughs> I like it! Unlucky Ravens. <laughs> Unlucky. So, yeah, that obviously, as I say, we are trying to get through, but that's weeks 11 and 12. And now we can get back in to, uh, into week 13, which is the week that's just been played. Um, as I said, we're not doing too bad on time. We're looking at the time there. We've gone through about half an hour's worth of coverage there. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll hop in. We'll dive straight in. We've got week 13. Uh, Brad's going to be highlighting uh, this week. He's going to be highlighting the Vikings who played uh, the New York Jets. Um, and I'm going to be highlighting my uh, my beautiful Tennessee Titans. Uh, not really something that I really want to go into. But, uh, yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> uh, but to run you down, um, Buffalo beating the Patriots. Again, one you look at. What's up? Kind of cool the way you Got another advert there popping up. Oh, if you've got some music in the background there, there's a little treat for you. So I managed to close it down pretty quickly this time. Uh, as we did have to double record because I did get an interview halfway through. Um, but yeah, <laughs> Buffalo beat the Patriots 24-10. I think if we looked at it through predictions, if we recorded when we were support, well, if we were if we were recording last week, we probably would have nailed that one. Um, the Steelers beat the Falcons. We probably would have predicted that one as well. To be fair, we, I think we still did our predictions. Um, we did. So we will have a little look at that. Actually, yeah, if you want to pull them up, we'll have a little look at them. Um, yeah, so... I think, we, I think we, both took, yeah, we both took Buffalo, didn't we? Both um, took the Steelers. Did you take Buffalo? Yeah, he did. He did. He took Buffalo. Yeah. Uh, so we both took Buffalo. We both took the Steelers. Uh, Broncos and the Ravens was 10-9. That's that's I mean that's a shocking game. I'm glad I didn't watch it, but I took. Yeah, I know, yeah. we, we both took the Ravens as well. So as I say, look, there's games where you can see where we you kind of know what's going on. Um, Brad, I have to say it to you, we own you. <laughs> Packers beating the Chicago Bears, double over them this season. Hey, we might be having a poor season, but we still got the double. But I mean, at, at some points in the game, it didn't look like. The, the 28-19 scoreline. Um, it really didn't, be totally honest. Um, Jags, unfortunately, got beat by the Lions. Um, yeah. Did you take the Jags? Yeah, you did. Uh, I'm I, more, I didn't normally take the Jags. I, I, also, I also took the Jags, to be honest. I think, I think it was because I'd looked at them beating the Ravens and thought that they might have done something. Um, Texans got beat again, say no more, uh, by the Browns, which again, yeah, we both nailed that one. Vikings beating the Jets. Um, I, I didn't even write it down. I've missed that. I've missed that game off completely. I think. Yeah, I did. I've missed. I've missed the Vikings off on mine. Oh no, I didn't. No, I didn't. No, no, I didn't. I took you the Jets. Yeah, I've just seen it. Yeah, I've just seen it and started crying. Uh, we had a draw in in that game week. The Commanders and the Giants locked out a twenty twenty draw. No team managing to do anything in overtime. Interesting one. Um, which uh, I took. Who did I take? And I took the Giants, and you took Washington. So we both get nothing. Unlucky. Uh, the Eagles won 35-10, which we'll come into anyway. Uh, they won 35-10, that's why I didn't want to talk about it, uh, as I took the Titans and uh, Brad took the Eagles. As I will always take the Titans because I love Derrick Henry. Seahawks beat the Rams. Um, and yeah, we both had that one nailed down. 
Dolphins getting beat by the 49ers. Now, we both had the Dolphins, which is a big surprise. Not putting any disrespect down to uh, down to the 49ers, but I just generally thought that, you know, the Dolphins are, are the better side in that one, and I really thought that they would have done it. But they didn't. So, pff, unlucky. Um, we both took the Chiefs as well. Uh, and the Bengals went, do you know what? I don't even care. We're going to beat them anyway and upset your prediction. 27-24 in favour of Cincinnati. Um, which, if you look at the records after this game week, the Chiefs are 9-3. Nine and, nine and three. Uh, and the Bengals are 8-4. and four. There's only one win difference because of that loss. So, uh, yeah. uh, shaky as they started, the Bengals are seem to sort it out. Um, I took... Yeah, we both took the Chargers uh, and the Raiders decided to upset that one as well. Uh, they won 27-20. Um, no, I we have an American in one of the uh, in one of our in one of my Formula One league racing chats, and she's a big Dallas fan. And she said that they only just managed to win their game this week. Now, how do you only just manage to beat Indianapolis fifty four nineteen? I'm sorry, how do you only just manage that? I, I don't know sarcasm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Americans don't know what sarcasm is. Oh yeah, good show. I'm definitely I'm definitely going to get targeted <laughs> by our American listeners for that. Uh, but yeah, Cowboys back to business, 54-19. Um, and the Buccaneers beat the Saints. Um, and Brad's decided to, you know, you know, be a be a Judas and oh, the dark the side. Yeah, one of them. Just one of them, any. Just one of them. Just one of them to our audience. Just he's just one of them, any. You know, we don't want to say it, but <laughs> we all know what he is. Uh, Panthers and the Cardinals. I mean, the Cardinals being on a bye week's not a bad thing. Cause it saves us having to cover them. Uh, sorry, any Cardinals fans. Uh, and the Panthers had a rest. Um, they're going to come back. They've got Seattle and the Cardinals have got uh, New England, I believe. Um, oh. Yeah, not great. Uh, but to jump in, uh, Brad, take us away. You've had... Uh, you're covering the Vikings and the Jets. Yeah, so this this one was a really, really intriguing matchup when, when you look at it. Um, and... I think it all came down to who who wanted it more. I think because in games like this, and I know you can have as many all the tactics in the world, and when two teams who were, you know, I think I think the Jets' record right is a little bit deceiving because the Jets are a good side, and the you know a couple of years ago you would have laughed at us if we said that because they weren't, yeah, but they've you know the the. They've got some good players and a solid QB now, and so the the record is really deceiving. And there've been some close games where, arguably, you know, like most teams, if they made this decision there, they would they would have got points and won the game. But for me, it was really intriguing because when we were talking about the last game that we covered, the Jags game, it's similar in the sense of points. So after the first quarter. They both got a field goal, so like free all, and then bloody hell, the Vikings got seventeen. Well, like just just to go, yeah, all right, fuck this, we're gonna go and win the game, type of mentality. Um, and the jet the Jets got back into it and were close, but just not. You know, when when you concede seventeen points in a quarter, it's very difficult to turn it around, especially with an informed team. So yeah, so you know you know what you know what the Vikings are about. The Vikings are about Kirk Cousins to Dalvin Cook and Justin Jeff Justin Jefferson, by the way, right? Appreciation time. He's that a baller. Is, he's outrageous. Unbelievable. Yeah. Like, the he's he, he's fantastic and I think, you know, he's he's one of the reasons when you when I don't know if like some of the listeners watch that much of the Minnesota Vikings, but every time I seem to watch them, it's literally Kirk Cousins to Jefferson, and the, he doesn't miss. And they're just getting five yards here, ten yards there, and it's just building it up, and it's just chipping away at teams, and teams, teams know he's there, but they don't know how to stop him. And I think that, that was the problem with the Jets. Jets defense, but then, but then when you when you look on the opposite side, for the Jets, right, 
I would be so, so disappointed. It was Mike White was the one who was who was QB. So imagine throwing for three hundred and sixty nine yards and not throwing a touchdown and two interceptions. That's unlucky, isn't it? Really poor. Like Yeah, it's it's one of them where you think so say if, if I said to you for example, oh by the way, the Jets QB threw for just under four hundred yards, you'd be like, Fucking hell they must have won the game. <laughs> yep. Nope. <laughs> and you know, on the flip side, Kirk Cousins, hundred and seventy three yards, one touchdown. Yeah. Like so, you know, when you look st- you know, stylistically, it was the pass. The passing was a lot more heavy in in the Jets' favor, rushing the other way, Vikings. But you know, it was first downs were pretty similar, twenty-one to twenty-three. Um, third down efficiency, though, nine out of eighteen for Minnesota, and only three out of sixteen for the Jets. Wow. Yeah. So it was. Two interceptions thrown by the Jets, as we said. No fumbles, and there was three three penalties to six penalties, respectively. Um, and possession was just short of just short of half an hour for Minnesota and thirty one minutes for the Jets. So yeah, fantastic game. And obviously, if you've not seen it, go and go and watch the highlights on YouTube. Absolutely phenomenal game, but. All that matters at the end of the day is that W and the Vikings move on. Yeah, really strong. Nothing more. I can't really add much into it because obviously I didn't really see much of that game. Uh, but one game I did manage to watch is probably the first game I watched after I started to feel better. Um, as uh, as I say, as I said, the guys know. Obviously, you guys listening know that I've been out of work for the past, you know, however long. I think it's been about ten weeks I've been out, so I've managed to see most of the season. Um, I returned to work this week, so the late night coverage games we're going to pretty much have to do off the highlights. Um, but the last real late night game I watched was Tennessee uh, and the Eagles, um, and I'm just going to go out there straight away now and say it right. I don't even care where your allegiances lie or whatever you listen to. I don't care if you're saying, uh, you know, Josh Allen deserves MVP. No, sorry, sorry, just just stop the season now and give the MVP to Jalen Hurts because he's outrageous. He's outrageous. So at the start in the game, you know, it was 7-7 after the first quarter, you know. You know, Derrick Henry was doing little bits and pieces, but not a great deal. Um, no, he was doing okay. Uh, but to, at the end of the game, Derrick Henry only got 30 yards. He was given the ball 11 times. They just shut him down. But Jalen Hurts threw 380 yards, got three touchdowns, no interceptions. Unbelievable. The man's an animal. Two of his He's rec- an animal. Two of his receivers, not one, two, got over 100 yards. They only received the ball 13 times between them. They got 200 y- 221 yards from 13 receptions. That's nearly... Jesus. That's on average, that's basically what? Just, just short of, what, 20 yards of reception? Unbelievable. Ridiculous. The, the man this season has been um, out. Oh man, I can't even put into words how good he's been. I don't care. Josh Allen's been brilliant, but Jalen Hurts has been better for me. He really has. Josh Allen's had all the weapons in his team ready going into the season. Philadelphia Eagles were never predicted to go that long unbeaten, and after twelve games, only lose one. So for me, Jalen Hurts, twenty-nine out of thirty-nine completed passes, no no interceptions. Uh, AJ Brown, hundred nineteen uh, yards, two inter- two touchdowns. Uh, Devonta Smith getting the other so both the receivers um, smashing over 100 yards and both getting um, the share of the three passing touchdowns again though in the rushing Jalen Hurts 12 yards rushed himself he got a rushing touchdown for a quarterback Uh, and Miles Sanders was given the ball 10 times and only made 24 yards but got a touchdown outrageous Um, and on on a defensive aspect they just shut Derrick Henry down they shut Derrick Henry down, which allowed Ryan Tannehill to throw the ball a bit. But again, we've we've said this before; they do rely heavily on Derrick Henry in that running game, um, and they couldn't really open it up. I think Unconquo um, uh, was the highest receiver. Uh, he received the ball four times, sixty-eight yards. As I said, we know their passing game isn't strong. Um, unbelievable, Ryan Tannehill. He he was he he rushed more yards than Derrick Henry in that game. 
That shows how well, strong the Eagles knew, right? We know we know how to contain this game, and then we know how to go ahead and win it. And that's exactly what they did. Tannehill got 34 yards from three carries, averaging 11 yards. Uh, he got a touchdown himself. Ryan, yeah. Ta- Ryan Tannehill played well. He really did. But again, as we said, they're so strong on the rushing game, the receivers aren't quite there because they don't get the ball as frequently as, as other teams do. Um, but to, to break it down in stats, you know, 209 yards from Tennessee, 453 yards from Philadelphia. Unbelievable. Uh, only, 100, 100, only 122 passing yards completed for Tennessee as 386 were completed by Philly. Um, and both teams rushed for less than 90 yards. Um, you know, as I say, points scored massive. Neither team took a fumble. Neither team took an interception. But Tennessee allowed six sacks. So when they shut Derrick Henry down, they couldn't even get the ball out of the pocket. They were being shut down. Massively shut down. Third down efficiency was one po- was one percentile in favour of Tennessee. 28 to 27%. Uh, but five minutes more possession for Philly. Uh, but Philadelphia, one thing to look at, 12 penalties conceded. You, you, you take a lot of them penalties out, there's a lot more points on that game. Um, and if you go back and watch it, you'll see what I'm talking about. Silly penalties, silly pass interferences, silly holding from the offensive in the pocket. Just silly little penalties keep being dropping, dropping yards, which drops the downs. You know, the silly little things were given them, and it was given. It gave Tennessee a couple of first downs in there as well. You know, you know, your things like you know, you know, pass interference or, you know, severe like severe holding penalties will cost you a first down because they'll just go give you an automatic first down for it. Um, not really much to go into. Derrick Henry was shut down. Ryan Tannehill couldn't get the ball at the pocket. Philadelphia executed defensively. Um, Tennessee was shut out in the second half. Completely shut out. No answer for it. Um, and and t- a touchdown in every quarter for Philly, and two in the second quarter. Absolutely unbelievable. Really was, really was a fantastic game to go back and look at, guys. Definitely. Um, but yeah, it's down to line up our predictions because now we're back up to schedule. Um, there'll be no more illness. Um, we hope. So now we can break down. Bradley can go into prediction week. Week 14. Sad, sad to say that there's only going to be, you know, five more game weeks before the playoffs. Sad to say that, we're, 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 you know, there's only going to be another five or six weeks worth of NFL action. But tonight's game, Thursday night football, um, or Friday night football for us in the UK, quarter past one kickoff, we've got the Raiders and the Rams. It's at the Rams. Brad, who are you taking? And you have to pick somebody, unfortunately. You have to. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, I know. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna side with the debate we've just had about the Rams and the Texans. Yeah. So when we're saying that the Rams have got like pretty much equally the same yeah, there's, form, there's two wins difference. Yeah. Nice. So I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go Devante, and the boys are gonna absolutely smash the LA Rams in their own. Back yard. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking uh, the, the Raiders have looked a bit stronger the last few weeks. I'm taking the Raiders as well, for sure. Um, so that's tonight's game. If you're about late, obviously I am going to drop the podcast as soon as we finish recording. We are recording. It's nine o'clock, so the game kicks off in four hours time. Um, but yeah, I'm going to drop it as soon as we finish recording, so you can hear it. Um, and obviously, if you're about, get it watched. Um, and we'll be going into that next week. Next week, we'll be back out probably for a Wednesday night episode again. So, we should be dropping Wednesday night. Obviously, we know it's Thursday night podcast, but that's more of a namesake. Um, going into Sunday's games, Sunday the 11th of December. We've got the Jets and the Bills at Buffalo. I'm taking Buffalo. I just, yeah, I just I just think as good as the Jets have been, you know, I, I still think the Buffalo are going to have too much quality for the Jets. Yeah, literally can't can't argue word for word. Agree, so I'm de- I definitely side with Buffalo. Yeah, pretty simple. Um, 
Cincinnati take on the Browns. It's at Cincinnati. And the way Cincinnati have been playing the games they've won, uh, they could smash Cleveland a bit. They really could do them damage. I think that's going to hurt them. I think that's going to hurt them. It's got to be Cincinnati, hasn't it? Yeah, it's got, it's got to be. I think they're going to do damage to Cleveland, unfortunately. Um, another one that's going to be painful. The Texans have to travel to Dallas. Yeah. Texas, oh, Texas Derby. We both know we're picking. We don't even need to say it. Uh, Brad's already told me that he's going to be predicting the Texans to win that one. So there you go. Isn't that right, Brad? <laughs> Let's not be silly. Um, the Vikings have got the Lions. Uh, as, as impressive as the Lions have been the last few weeks, I, I still think Minnesota are going to get the job done. They're away to Detroit. Um, yeah, Minnesota win for me in that one, Brad. Can't hear him. Where are you, Brad? Are you there? These, Brad's been kidnapped. fixtures. No, I'm looking at them and I'm thinking... This is probably one of the closer games. There's there's quite a few games this week that pick themselves. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. I'm. I'm edging towards the Vikings, but I think it, there's going to be a field goal in it. I don't think it's going to be a massively fair enough. Like far apart game. I think it's going to be a one score game type of thing. Fair enough. Fair. We will see. We will find out. Um, obviously, because we're recording on the Thursday, Sky have released who they're going to be getting to watch. If you're about hungover after the England games, any of our England listeners, whether you're crying your eyes out if we lose or whether you're still hungover after we win, uh, we'll find out. Uh, but your six o'clock game on Sky is the Philadelphia Eagles and the Giants. Now that the Giants seven four and one record, the Philly are eleven and one. I think this is going to be a game that's going to be very very close. The Giants are at home and the Giants are very strong. If they can shut that, if they can shut them down on the pass game, it could be a lot closer. They did it against Green Bay. They can do it against some of the other teams that played this season. Um, do you know what? I'm going to go out there. I'm going to say the Giants are going to beat the Eagles. I think the, the Eagles will be eleven and two. I'm going. I'm going balls deep. I've gone for it. He's gone for it, man. He's gone for it. Why not? Who are you Eagles taking? Eagles fly for this game again. You take, are you taking the Eagles, are you? Yeah, I'm going to go with the Eagles. I think the same as the last game, though, that we said, like, I think a one-score game, it, it's going to be really close. And I think That's it. props to Sky, by the way, because it's going to be a fantastic game of football. Absolutely. It's good, yeah, it's going to be a fantastic game. Uh, before we move into the next block, praise be for Ryan's nervous system. The Green Bay Packers are on the bye week. Finally, after 14 weeks, we get a rest. Hopefully, that's going to spur <laughs> us on. As I say, I don't think we'll make the playoffs this year. I'm going out there. If we do, I'll be happy, but I don't think so. Uh, but moving to the next game. Baltimore, very low-scoring games the last few weeks. Very poor performances. Uh, they've got to travel to Phil- uh, to Pittsburgh. They play the Steelers. I- I'm taking the Steelers. I think the Steelers could do them some serious damage. TJ Watt could really mess, mess with... Uh, Jackson, I really think he could. I yeah, so. so we were we were talking, weren't we? Say even what was it about five weeks ago? So it was a couple of weeks before you got Pooley. Yeah, and we and you you highlighted that he was coming back, and we had a massive, we had quite a long discussion, didn't we? Saying their schedule ain't that bad, and if they pick up a bit of momentum, they've got a chance. And when you look at how they've done since he came back. I think it just shows how big he is for them. So Absolutely. when you look at games like the Ravens, if you're playing the Ravens and you see they've had low-scoring games and they're not exactly amazing, I reckon, yeah, I'd go Steelers as well. I think the Steelers are going to do them damage, like you say. Yeah, that's it. I mean, it's the fact that, you know, you look at you look at the Steelers coming into the game and go, right, we've got TJ what back up and firing. Offensively, we've been okay, but defensively, we haven't been great either. They've, the Steelers have conceded a lot of points. But you're coming in against a relatively low-scoring team in the last few weeks. TJ Watt starts putting the pressure on Lamar Jackson. Whether it's sacking him as he starts to rush the ball or sacking him when he tries to get out of the pocket. Guy like TJ Watt, I mean, that, that I'm, sure I'm going to go out there and say, sure I'm going to be controversial again. Steelers to shut out Baltimore. Oh! 
That low, that low scoring, nine points, ten points. TJ Watt comes in, boom. See you later, Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I'm saying it. Steelers to shut out Ravens. Go for it. Why bold. not? Why not? It's bold, but I still think with the consideration of what's been going on, I think it's doable. I really yeah. do. Um. Then we've got the Jaguars at the Titans. Now, I know who Brad's picking, and we all know who I'm picking, so we'll find out next week, because Brad's going to be taking <laughs> Jacksonville, um, and I'm going to be taking uh, Tennessee. It's that simple. It's at Tennessee as well. Lovely, jubbly. Moving swiftly on. Oh, it's going to be another poor performance for the Broncos. It's going to be a positive stream for us, uh, a po positive recording next week, um, as the Broncos are at home, which is fine, because they've got a bit of home advantage. Shame you're playing uh, Kansas City, though. You know who's going to absolutely rip him a new one? Yeah, Mahomes is going to do a bit, isn't he? Mahomes, Kelsey, Juju Smith-Schuster. Oh, That's he it. said it. Oh, yes. He got the name in. He gets it in every podcast. He gets it in somewhere. <laughs> yeah, Juju Smith-Schuster. Yeah, that's that's painful. That could be. It's at Denver, but I don't think it's going to make a difference. I really don't. Nah, I'd, I'd say... I'd say similar to the Cowboys Vikings score from three weeks ago. To be honest, yeah, it's going to be one of those, isn't it? I think, I, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to say thirty-six points to nine. I'm going to go forty-seven twelve. Jesus, yeah, <laughs> imagine, enough. imagine, just imagine. Um, the Panthers then travel to Seattle. No, I I like the Panthers and we like them in this on this podcast and we've mentioned quite a lot and we want to see them do well. But I like the Seahawks and I really hope the Seahawks batter them. So I'm taking Seattle. Yeah, I was I was on the fence with this one because I thought the Panthers have done all right recently. They're a tricky then, team. They're a tricky team. Yeah, Some... Seattle surely have too much for them though. Yeah. Some of the games the Panthers have lost, have, like they could have easily won, but yeah. And yeah. DK Metcalf and the boys will get it hooked up, I think. Um, another Sky game. If you're still hungover and you're still about and you're off work on the Monday, if you've if you pre-ordered your your weekend off, um, you've got uh, on Sky Sports. You've got at nine twenty-five Tampa Bay at the 49ers. That's going to be a good game. Um, and I've always no, said that, no Jimmy G though Ryan no Jimmy G I don't care I will never predict the Buccaneers on this podcast I'm taking the 49ers I don't <laughs> care I don't care go on then go on go on be that guy again go on do it you know you want to I don't want to but I just think no Jimmy G is huge like it's like when we say we go back to the beginning of the season before we started the podcast and obviously, we don't like the books. We don't like Tom Brady. No. Nope. And that's highlighted. But the first three weeks or so, whatever it is, when they had that new quarterback, they didn't look right. And as soon as Jimmy G came in, he steadied the ship and said, right, boys, this is my team. Let's go. And they looked phenomenal from them. So I think he's got a massive, massive contributing factor to the success. Yeah, um, and I really don't want to, but I think the books are going to win. I'm really sorry for 49ers fans. Isn't uh, isn't Christian McCaffrey out as well? Because I'm sure I haven't seen him playing for a while either. Uh, he might. Be. I don't think he's injured, but I'm sure. I'm sure he didn't play. He's not injured, but he, he's not injured, and he, he hasn't played as much as he did before. He's like I think yeah. he had limited time, so I don't know whether he's got a bit of a knock or. Yeah. Uh, and another big factor for that one is Debo Samuel still dealing with issues. Well, I know he's still he's still being bad. Um, yeah, uh, I've just looked it up there. He's got a he's got a, a knee injury, uh, Christian McCaffrey, which has been limiting his practice time, which means he hasn't received any minutes. But they also I know, that I, I know I'm still taking the 49ers over Tampa. But the other thing is Nick Bosa and Eric Armstead are also out. Oh jeez, it's massive for them. They've got five. They've got six or seven injuries. That's really starters bad. as well. Yeah, they're all starters and they're all fantastic players. Yeah, that that's gonna hurt them. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm still taking the 49ers. I will not predict them. I know they'll probably lose this game, but I'm still not predicting them. 
I refuse. Um, Mon Sunday night football, we've got the Dolphins at the Chargers. Now, the Chargers are 6 and 6, but I still don't think that's going to make a difference against the Dolphins. The Dolphins, as we said, once Tua comes back and once Tyree kills flying again, it'll be sorted out. And I think that's exactly what's going to happen in that game. Chargers getting battered, by the way. Yeah. Absolutely battered. I think that could be painful. We all, we always we always like an upset though, you never know. We'll see. Um yeah. and then going into uh, into, uh, into a little plug if anybody wants to send fifty pound notes to my house for next Tuesday, that's feel free. Uh birthday present for me, I've got the Patriots and the Cardinals. It's my birthday next Tuesday. So one o'clock in the morning, I might be off work, so I might be able to watch that game. Patriots and the Cardinals. I'm taking the Patriots. I don't even want to take the Cardinals. I don't even care if the Cardinals Cardinal. If the Cardinals are playing the Texans, I'd still take the Texans. I hope they don't have the rest of the schedule, but who are you taking, Brad? Ah, it's got to be New England, hasn't it, to be fair? They look like they've got a, quite a bit of momentum going now as well, so... Yeah. That's what we want to see. That's it. Uh, I'm just looking at the schedule for uh, for the Cardinals just to make sure that they don't have to play the, uh, the Texans, so don't have to look silly. Uh, no, they don't. They have to play the Patriots this week. Then they've got Denver, Tampa, Atlanta, and the 49ers. I'm safe. Uh, but yeah, as I said, uh, uh, we'll take our predictions this week. Who are you taking, Brad? Who are you, uh, not predictions, uh, insights. Who are you going to be looking at this week? So this week, I will be going for... I'm going to do uh, the Lions-Vikings, I think. Like I said, I highlighted that it's going to be close, so I definitely want to want to watch that one. Yep. Six o'clock game, and then there's a couple of decent nine o'clock games. The but me boy got to go and watch him destroy the Broncos. Juju Smith Schuster got it in again. Loves it, doesn't he? Absolutely. <laughs> um, for me. Um, uh, oh, so yeah, you've got three. Yeah, of course, third one. Yeah, so yeah, so I was gonna I was gonna have a look at the the Chargers and Dolphins as well. I think that'll be an intriguing matchup because the Chargers are either gonna turn up and cause an upset or they're gonna get absolutely battered. There's no in between. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um for me, obviously i I might have luckily if I'm lucky I'll have my birthday off work. So for me I'm gonna watch the Patriots and the Cardinals. Um and look at that one because I'll probably be up late so I can watch it. It'll be on Sky. Um, I'm racing uh, about 20 past 8, so I'll see if I can get. Well, I'll probably watch the best of three quarters on a 6 o'clock game. And for me, that 6 o'clock game will be the Giants and the Eagles. That'll be fantastic. Look. That's a game I'm going to watch. Um, and a 9 o'clock game, once I finish racing, I might have a bit of an early night. I will watch. I'll watch the Bucks and the 49ers. I want to see how the 49ers play without the injuries. I want to see how they do. Yeah. Uh, it means I can lay in bed and, 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 and vibe. Uh, but yeah, I'll take them. I'll take the Sky games this week. Um, funny enough, I actually have taken three Sky games as well. Uh, obviously, we do have access obviously, with yeah. the live streams and stuff. To any of our UK fans, obviously, if you hop onto Reddit and you look at the NFL, there's loads of NFL pod, uh, live streams on there if you've got internet access and... I mean, it's 2022, Ryan. Everyone's got internet access. Shut up, you big div. <laughs> Why have I just said that? I've made myself look like a right div. Um, I can't. I can't believe I've just said that. Oh. Um, Is anyone still on dial-up? <laughs> oh my god! Anyone got like a modem? Um, but yeah, I mean, in terms of the podcast, we we, we caught up. We do obviously. I do apologise on my behalf. I've been ill, but unfortunately, I couldn't record. I really was bad. Um, but yeah, as I say, we'll be back to the regular routine for the close out of the season, and then we're pleased to announce that we'll be looking at uh, we're going to be looking at probably an, a ninety minute to maybe a two hour episode. We're going to be looking at wild card as we get to the, when we get to the playoffs and we get the play, and maybe the week before when when it gets to like the nitty gritty last week, week eighteen, that might be another longer episode where we can look at who's really got to do the business um, when they're going to have pushing on the playoffs. So, as I say, towards the end of the season, we're going to be ramping it up. Um, and one thing we have spoke about is we're going to, we might be looking at historical weeks. 
um, in the time that we're off. Obviously, we're going to have a long off season. We've got from February till till the draft starts, which is like the end of July, August time. You've got the combine in there, so we can break all that down for you, and we'll have a look at that. Because there'll be no doubts where we can find streams to watch the combine, because in the United States, it's obviously always watched. It's always presented by the NFL uh, production team. So as I said, there's lots of action still to come. Just think, just because there isn't, just because there's only six or seven weeks left of NFL action, that we're going to stop. We're going to be keeping going, and then moving into the next season, we've got obviously the same format that we run now. We might try and shake it up a bit with other bits and pieces. But there's lots of, lots of NFL action still coming your way to our listeners. Obviously, keep with us, and, and we'll keep bringing your content. Uh, but if there's anything else you'd like to add, Brad? Uh, just, just one quick thing, Ryan. Yes, my friend. Fuck Russell Wilson and the Broncos. <laughs> Fuck Russell Wilson. <laughs> uh, but yeah. What about you? <laughs> Fuck Tom Brady. <laughs> uh, but on yeah. That yeah, on that note, see you all next week. Take care, everyone, and, uh, and uh, enjoy your weekend of NFL. Take care, everyone. Bye.